a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from Father Ralph Recker, the pastor at St. Mary's Catholic Church in beautiful Mount Angel, Oregon. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. But I say to you, I say to all, watch the gospel of the Lord. As many of you probably already know, the U.S. bishops have created an initiative of Eucharistic revival here in this country in response to what some are seeing as a crisis of faith in the Eucharist among Catholics. The problem seems to be in the belief of the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. It seems that over the past 2,000 years, we've lost the amazement over what happens at Mass. I guess you could liken us to the people of Isaiah's time. They'd been polluted by the world and somewhat indifferent about God. And so like Isaiah, we pray, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you while you wrought awesome deeds we could not hope for such as they had not heard of from of old. I've often thought this. Why not just reveal yourself in a way that leaves no doubt? Then people would have to believe that God is real. But then it wouldn't actually be faith. And since Vatican II has declared the Eucharist as the source and summit of our faith, we're going to do what we can during this Advent to strengthen our faith so that when we celebrate the receiving of the presence of Christ as the child at Christmas, we may do so with conviction in the real presence of that same Christ in the Eucharist, which we receive and which we become. Hopefully through this exercise, the Mass and Eucharist will become more meaningful for us. I know personally as I grew up, I was just kind of went through the motions at Mass. And it wasn't really until I was a senior in high school that I had a real encounter of Christ and developed a relationship with Him. And then the Eucharist became an important part of my faith and my life. 
course, this was magnified magnanimously when I became ordained. And I have to tell you, to be able to celebrate the Eucharist daily in this space here at St. Mary's is beyond description. Let's just say I'm the luckiest monk west of the Mississippi. So let's begin by identifying some of the foreshadowing of the Eucharist in scriptures, especially the Old Testament. I mean, why would Jesus give us himself in the substance of bread and wine? How does this even make sense? Well, what is Mass? The first thing that it is, is a sacrifice. We can go all the way back to the book of Genesis to find sacrifice. Cain and Abel offered sacrifice to God. Abel offered what was the best of his flock, probably a perfect unblemished lamb, while Cain brought some of his extra stuff. So God was pleased with Abel's offering, Cain's not so much. Then later in Genesis, Abraham gives thanks to God for a blessing and the priest Melchizedek offers bread and wine as a sacrifice. So as much as 4,000 years ago, Melchizedek, the priest of Salem, probably Jerusalem, offered bread and wine to God. Then a couple of thousand years later, we have the Eucharist prefigured by the Passover, the event of the Old Testament. The point of the Passover is to be liberated from slavery in Egypt in order to worship the Lord and be in right relationship, communion with him. The chosen people applied the blood of the sacrificial lamb on the doorpost and lintel of their homes so that the destroyer would pass over their homes. There is sacrifice in the meal. The lamb is killed and its blood smeared, but they were also commanded by the Lord to eat the lamb. It's not enough just to sacrifice the lamb and use its blood. You have to eat it. That is the way the chosen people participated in the sacrifice and the covenant. That is the way they established communion with the God who was saving them. God made the Passover an annual feast for his people, not the mere recalling of a past event, but the celebration of the Passover made that past saving event present here and now. Then there is the manna, which fed the Israelites in the desert for 40 years, which is a huge prefigurement of the Holy Eucharist. God miraculously feeds his people in the desert. This is the bread that comes down from heaven. Another significant prefigurement of the Eucharist is the bread of presence or showbread. The temple priest would raise it up before the people who came up for the Jewish festivals and say to them, behold God's love for you. This sounds very much like our practice of benediction. So we can definitely see that the Eucharist did not come about by chance or because of someone's crazy idea. And next week, we'll talk a little about 
the Eucharist in the New Testament and what Jesus himself has to say about it. And that is today's homily highlight from the wonderful Father Ralph Recker. He is the pastor at St. Mary's Church in beautiful Mount Angel.